0: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Sultans Podcast. This is a brand new venture for Mike and I and we welcome you to it. I'm Trip Rogers. And I'm Mike Sheck. And this is something that we have done for, I, I can't even, Mike, I can't remember when we started this. I want to say it was at least 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, and we've been with you since then and now we've moved on to the podcast end of it and excited to bring this new journey to you as we get ready. For the NFL season, trip less than a month away. Time to start preparing for the NFL. Fantasy time, get those drafts ready. Get ready for those all nighters because I'll tell you, well, you know what? You don't need the all nighters because you've got us. That's right. We'll do the all nighters and you can rest a little bit more you know, the problem doing this,
0: But the problem with doing this, Mike, is the fact that we give all our good tips away, and all our people that we play true. against,
1: they, they, they get all our <laughs> info from us.
0: Ah, it's terrible. Alright, listen, let's, uh, let's begin, kind of do a little overview with this show, and let's look back at the offseason. What are the biggest stories that we were talking about in the offseason? I think, number one, everybody was glued on the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay. It was really, really touch and go. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to come back but he did come back and it looks as though he's getting the band back together for one more run now this is a team that's been very successful has gone to the championship game but not done well a couple of years in a row and I think this is the time they have to shine because Aaron Rodgers basically realized this is it for him in Green Bay
1: Interesting, but you know who loses out of this whole situation? Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's gonna be using the fantasy perspective, but without Rodgers, this guy would have been a huge workhorse. He is a uh like a late round, late, late second round pick. That would have shot him into the top ten in my opinion. What could have been, would have been, and you know what, coulda, have, shoulda, have, woulda. Have. Either way, I think he's going to have a good season, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Jones, both of them are going to have a good season up in Green Bay. What could be Rodgers' last ride? Oh, should I say it's final jeopardy for Rodgers and the Packers? Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, 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 oh the fact he didn't get the job. <laughs>
1: All right, the
0: other other big news was, of course, the trade pulled off between Detroit and the Los Angeles Rams, basically trading quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Stafford now goes to a Super Bowl contending team. Matt Stafford, show us what you can do. You now have the tools to take a team to the Super Bowl. And Jared Goff, well, listen— I'm not sure if he was the guy. I don't think he was as bad as he was last year. I don't think he was as good as he was the Super Bowl year. He's somewhere in between. We'll see what happens. Both teams say they're happy with the way things are going. I mean, if I'm a Los Angeles Rams fan, i got to be ecstatic about this.
1: And if I'm a Lions fan, I'm probably ecstatic about this too because after 12 seasons without a uh, playoff win, uh, you know, the Lions, needed a change and you know like michael jackson once saying you got to make that change so you bring in a talented young quarterback he can excel with the cream of the crop you've got uh penny sua which was a draft pick earlier this year for the lions that's going to make a big difference for Jared Goff.
0: And the other thing about the Lions is I think they're in the right they're 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 headed in the right direction with their coaching staff. I, I think this team is is ready to go, and that trade really emphasizes the fact Detroit is ready. Now, let's flip this around. Also, the other big offseason story, and this is something that we're going to be following throughout the entire year, is the fact that COVID-19 has not left us. In fact, the new Delta variant is affecting us. We're back to wearing masks, the vaccination issue. The NFL has taken a very hardline stance on this. They are the employees of the NFL players and said, you get vaccinated, you don't get vaccinated. There's going to be some real big prices to pay, and, and there's not going to be the delays of games in a couple of days. If your team gets hit with a COVID outbreak, you're going to forfeit a game. And I thought Ron Rivera really hit it on the head when he talked about the fact that he a bunch of uh, Washington football team members got COVID, were on the reserve COVID list, and said, look, if you got this before our first game, you missed miss the first two games. That's your first two game checks, buddy. We're not going to pay you if you miss because of COVID. That's not the way it works.
1: Yeah, the league is not going to be as forgiving this year. They are going to come down with some strict penalties, and in the past, if a player got COVID, well, maybe they would postpone the game from a Monday to a Tuesday. Uh Uh-uh, it's not happening, and they said they are not going to add a Week 18 to the lineup. Even though there's going to be a a schedule change or adding the extra game, they are not playing an extra week or moving a game. So I think that's something to be interesting about. But I'll tell you what, under that new bargaining agreement, there is going to be an 18th week added to the season, meaning 17 games, one bye week. The game becomes an interconference game with the AFC getting the home game. Nine for the AFC, seven for the NFC. But how will the 17-game schedule affect fantasy football? Well, I think the more you play, the more likely you get hurt. So we're going to have to watch the injuries this year. They could be piling up early and often.
0: Yeah, just as last year, COVID was the big issue, you're right about the injuries. And I think one of the things you really need to focus on this year, it's going to change how the preseason is. Because if you remember with a four game preseason, usually week three was the week that the starters would probably play about a half and you would really see the teams, you know, you'd see what you had with your starting lineups. Well, I think that's going to be week two now because it's only a three week preseason. And I think that is going to be very important to see. And again, the other part of this, though, teams are being very, 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 cautious with their players. There are a number of players who will not even see the field during the preseason, and I think this is also going to have an effect on how you feel about players, especially in your drafts, and that's something you really need to pay attention to. The injuries are going to be a big key (coughs) this year also because, again, uh, you're not going to get to be able to gauge because the teams are not going to risk these players, these, you know, high Uh, These players for a season, again, you're playing 17 games, so they don't want to risk that extra wear and tear on them by playing
1: them in the preseason. Not only do we have to deal with more injuries, potential players sitting out from COVID and records being shattered, we need to adjust a new system for scheduling fantasy leagues. Now, in the past... We did have championships set at week 16. Week 17 was ignored because players, you know, they would be rested in some situations and you wouldn't want a chance playing it in week 17. So uh, one option would be to extend the regular season by one game, weeks 1 to 14, and then weeks 15 to 17 being the playoffs. Another option, you ignore the game and keep the schedule the same so you're essentially taking week 17 and 18 off, and I think that's what a lot of uh, fantasy leagues are doing.
0: Yeah, I, again, in our Fantasy Sultans League, which you'll hear us talk about from time to time. Sorry, it's a an invite-only league. If you want to get in on it, you can't get it's in on VIP it.
1: It's the VIP club. It's yeah. the <laughs> VIP club,
0: yes, yes. yes. It, 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 you, we have the velvet ropes set up, okay? <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, basically, I'm going with a 16-week season. And, and I think the reason for that is you don't really know how teams are going to play it. Again, you don't know what the season's going to bring, especially with COVID around. And you could see some teams maybe take it easy that last couple of weeks because, again, you're stretching out the season. You're adding extra games. And also keep in mind that last year you had no preseason. So you did not have any games until September. And I think with the extra game and stuff, you could see some injuries and stuff that's going to happen that I think is really going to affect this. So, uh, Mike, I'm just kind of a, a guy... You keep things as they were, and you, you know, you can't really do anything about that. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, you got to play it year by year. And now, the one thing also, real quick, I want to mention because uh, ESPN threw this curveball last year. They had all their playoff games or in in weeks. You they did two week playoff games, and the thing of it was, is they made that change, and if you weren't paying attention. Your season started and all of a sudden, oh wait, two-week games. You you couldn't change it at that point because the season had already started. you got to watch out for those rules. And you got to make sure that you have everything locked up before you have your draft night. Because obviously you hit the draft, you can't go and change stuff that quickly. The other thing also as we look ahead is that, I mean, I'm excited for football, I really am, but there are so many interesting stories that we're going to talk about here on the Fantasy Sultans podcast. And again, our podcast will be on every Wednesday night at 11 p.m. We'll get you ready for that Thursday night game, because that's an important one. But let's talk a little bit about fantasy football, and in terms of fantasy football relevance, Mike, how about a player in each position who's got... The best chance, in our opinion, to finish in the top 12 at their position. Which, again, if you get one of these guys, you're going to do pretty
1: well. I like Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Probably the most touted quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. This guy is getting the cold shoulder because other rookies in the draft, more mobile, more athletic at his position. But you can't take away his stats. He rushed for uh, 231 times, 940 yards. 18 touchdowns during his years at Clemson, but here's why I see him as a winner. Due to a favorable schedule early, he has great potential of outproducing his ADP at where he is right now. I agree with
0: you. And I'm going to go back to somebody we mentioned already in terms of the quarterback position, Matthew Stafford. He's got the tools. He's got the team. He's got the talent around him. And I think, listen, the Los Angeles Rams are built to win this year. And I think Matthew Stafford could be a guy. Right now, if you look at uh, several fantasy football um, uh, information, you know, uh, sheets and stuff like that, they have him around 10 or 11. Now, listen. You sit back, you draft a match Stafford in the in the seventh, eighth, ninth, even tenth round, you're doing really well and, and he'll have a decent season for you. I, I don't think you have to rush out and get him. I like him and I think he's gonna have a better year than people are expecting.
1: All right, let's take a look at the running backs. For me, it's got to be Trey Sermon from the 49ers. Third-round pick at Ohio State, explosive, and he racked up 455 carries at Ohio State. This guy's got a lot of potential, and I'm seeing a lot of drafts that where he's going to be drafted mid, in the mid portion of the draft. So I'll tell you what, here's a guy you can get a lot of value pick, and we, we talk about winning drafts in the trenches, and this is a perfect place to pick him up.
0: I'm going to take running back Kareem Hunt out of Cleveland. Now listen, I know Nick Chubb is the guy in Cleveland. Yes, I know that. But one of the things about Kareem Hunt is he's kind of resurrected himself. Of course, you had the issues in Kansas City. And of course, he had to sit out most of last year because of the suspension, because of, of the domestic violence case. But the thing about Kareem Hunt is, I think, he really is someone who is going to surprise you. And It's another guy that I, I, I kind of like, and I'm not saying that Nick Chubb is going is to have an injury, but if, if Chubb does miss any time, this is the guy who's going to replace him. And I think Kareem Hunt could have an excellent year. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. Moving on to the wide receivers, you know I I know this is going to sound kind of lame, but I'm going to take Michael Thomas, and here's the reason why. Everyone is kind of writing Thomas off because of the injury, because of the late surgery. He's going to sit out and miss a bunch of games, but Michael Thomas is a gamer. And I think Michael Thomas is going to come back earlier than they expect. Obviously, he's got to sit out eight weeks before he can be activated, but I think Michael Thomas is going to come back. He's going to do gangbusters. He's going going to come back at a time when New Orleans is going to need him for a playoff push. By then, they should have their offense sorted out. Maybe Alvin Kamara maybe needs a little help, and he is such a dynamic wide receiver. I think he's going to explode, and I think people are underselling him right now. I think he's going to have a dynamite year and could bounce back. Again, we're picking people who will come into the top 12. Michael Thomas is a guy you may want to have on your radar. Not necessarily uh, in the first half of the draft, probably second half.
1: I used to be one who forgot about the rookies in my draft strategy, but now it's time to pay attention a little bit to them because more and more college-wide receivers are coming into the NFL and making an immediate impact, whether that was DK Metcalf a couple years ago to Justin Jefferson on his path of record-breaking yardage last season. Here we go with another guy who has that potential, Jamar Chase for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going to be reunited with his college quarterback in this offense. We expect this uh, offense to be pass-heavy as well. I like the production out of Jamar Chase. As long as Burrow is healthy and that offense is clicking, go with Chase.
0: And Burrow is another guy who's getting a lot of love. You know, I, I I think this year, and Mike, we talked about it real quick, and we'll do draft strategy on our next show, but I really yep. think this is a year you got to wait on a quarterback. I, I don't know if I want to be the guy to go get these top quarterbacks, because if you're in a league where people like stars and they keep grabbing these quarterbacks early, I, I just, I mean, my gut tells me that I think... Quarterbacks can be had late, and I think I've been very lucky the last couple of years. I think one year I got Lamar Jackson, and I was the last guy to take a quarterback. That turned out pretty well two years ago. And then I took Josh Allen last year, kind of late, and that worked out pretty well for me. so, (laughs) So I think waiting on a quarterback is not a bad idea. All right, Mike, quick, to wrap things up, how about our top three players... Early on, I, this is not our final draft list, but who you looking at for your top three?
1: Well, number one is Christian McCaffrey, clearly the solid choice in Carolina. There have only been 109 running backs who have hoisted 25-plus PPR points over the last two years. Despite missing most of 2020, McCaffrey accounted for 8.2 of them. So this guy going to be a war curse in carolina how about number two derrick henry in tennessee and despite every argument and debate about age catching up with him this guy's like a fine wine and gets better with age i i want to know who he's consulting tom brady i mean seriously <laughs> he is racking up the yards uh how about a thousand last season went up to uh 1539 so don't overlook henry and then finally darren uh dalvin cook in minnesota I'm careful when mentioning this game because this guy, I'll tell you what, he's a polarizing player for me. He either does good or he gets injured and flames out. But if he's getting injured, yeah, it does happen one or two games. I don't see him playing a full 16, but don't overlook Dalvin Cook.
0: You know, uh, one thing also, you were talking about Derrick Henry. I I think the addition of Julio Jones is really going to help that offense because it's going to take some of the—I mean, let's face it, you are going to give the ball to Derrick Henry a lot, but I think a receiver like Julio Jones really makes you have to be honest against this team. That's just a a quick throwaway on there. I'm going to agree with you with Christian McCaffrey. I I think he's head and shoulders number one uh, and and the top player you want to look for. But I'm gonna go, Travis Kelsey. And the reason why I say this, I think Kelsey at tight end is like is head and shoulders above everybody else. And if you can get him now, again, we'll go into draft strategy. But if you get Travis Kelsey, you're doing pretty good. and And I don't dismiss drafting a tight end. I'm just saying that. And then number three, we mentioned him again, Alvin Kamara, that Christmas Day game was as good a performance as I've seen from a fantasy football player and actually that won me a championship because his <laughs> performance on Christmas Day that 50 burger led me to a title in one of the leagues I was in last year and listen I got to pay off that I got to pay that off with a little love for Alvin Kamara and again I think people may be selling New Orleans a little short, but I think New Orleans has got a decent team, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do better than the pundits expect and we as the Fantasy Sultans expect, huh Mike?
1: Ah yes, and how confident are you about that Saints quarterback position though? You see, that
0: I, again, I go back to what I said about uh, Michael Thomas, it seems that he'll come back at a time when they'll have that solved, and I think they're going to know what they're going to do at this point, so I, I think that that Michael Thomas's addition at them would help them for a playoff push. So that's the Fantasy Sultans Podcast, number one. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks just before the season for our draft special. Of course, if you have any comments or questions about this, all you have to do is email us us. Um, the email address you can use is tripstake at gmail.com, which, by the way, happens to be the other podcast, which I do, which is available on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast hosts. By the way, if you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and who doesn't, Mike, check out our new internet radio station, WTRSradio.com. It's online 24 hours a day. Again, that's WTRSradio.com. Join us again for our next Fantasy Sultans podcast. For now, from Mike Sheck, I'm Rogers, we are the Fantasy Sultans, and you are not.